The Bar Brand is Therapist is sponsored by Helm Boots. Handmade in Austin, Texas. Man-made to last forever. Woody. Yes. How you doing, sir? Good afternoon, Ian. Good afternoon. Episode four. We're on the fourth one. I know, right? Yeah. Today's topic. I know. What's what's going on, man? How you feeling? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I was telling you, uh, I was a little stressed out because I had a little bit of little bit uh, beer in my, <laughs> and it made me stuffy. So I was like, uh oh. <laughs> but other than that, I'm good, man. I'm good. And so the idea is like living life with fulfillment. Um. Yeah. So I'll get going. So you know, one of the things that I see oftentimes in my practice or when I'm meeting with people is that a lot of things that they're, the world that they create, like the world that they're up against, so to speak, or, 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 or the way that they define themselves, it's such an important thing, right? It's such a big thing okay. for people and their own definitions of self. And oftentimes people's definitions of themselves can, um, can limit them, right? It can, what ends up happening is all these other things that happen in their lives, they they kind of filter them through this definition. So um, whether they define themselves as anxious or depressed or sad or, you know, these different kinds of things, as they go through their lives, that's how they kind of define themselves. And it can be limiting. So I wanted to start there because the, what I feel like, what I'm looking at when I think of myself coming out of this pandemic and, and living life with fulfillment. Um, you know, I was reflecting on what I'm going to do when I first see my parents or like my really good friends or the first time I go have like a, a draft beer or, right. you know, get a haircut from you, right? right? Like all these things are going to be so fulfilling. Right. They're going to be so fulfilling. I'm going to be like loving it. And what I don't want to do, I was thinking to myself, what I don't want to do is I don't want to lose that feeling. Mm-hmm. Like, and, I, and, and my thought was, there's got to be a way for me and for everybody to live their life that way, where it's like, you know, this, we can celebrate this now because we see how much it means to us. You know, before you go get your hair cut, it's a chore, you know, like not a chore, but you know, I'm just going to get my hair cut or I'm just going to have a beer. I don't really want to go out, right? We had this kind of thinking sometimes. And I think that now we're, we're, we're going to be able to live our lives in a way where we can enjoy everything we do and define ourselves differently, right? Define ourselves by those moments. That's what I'm really kind of like churning today. You know, right. I love it. I love it, man. You know, I have to chime in because, you know, I listen to you talk about, talk about, you know, definitions. Right. And right now uh, I'm watching the last, the last dance, right. With my wife, mm-hmm. you know, Michael Jordan documentary and we're on episode six. Okay. And, uh, you know, you, you watch this guy do exactly that. Like, you know, what you're talking about today is, is more so, you know, these definitions that are not working for you, right? But when I, you know, but watching this documentary, I watch how this is working in reverse, 
with this guy, right? With Jordan. He has created such a definition that has worked for him in a positive way. So I get it, you know, you know, when I hear you, you know, you talk about these moments and using these moments to define a new definition of how you want to move forward, right? And you listen to Jordan talk about and experiencing the moments, right? That he looks forward to and he works so hard for, it kind of defined him, right? You know, it, it, it helped define who he was and it, and, it, and it created this icon. I mean, you know, of course, I mean, we're not Jordan, right? You know, we're not on the stage that he's on, but but I don't know about you, but man, hey, I've been I've been high on the last dance for the last six days that I've been watching it, right? So, but go ahead, go ahead. I want you to continue this. Yeah, no. Well, it's funny you say that because that's I think why where I've got a little bit of this, you know. So I feel like why I've baked this subject today, you know, like <laughs> um, bake this cake that we're kind of uh, getting into is I think it's a piece of the last dance and a, and a piece of what you were talking about last week and reinventing, like reinventing yourself mixed with a little bit of like this Jordan philosophy. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the, they were talking to someone and I don't, I don't know that you're there yet. This is actually in the back end of it, but they were saying, what is, what makes Jordan unique? What makes him a unique individual? Well, he lived in the moment always, right? He lived in the moment all the time. And what one of the things he said was like, why am I going to worry about a shot I haven't even taken? And I thought that was so powerful. What a powerful message, you know? And mm-hmm. people talk about living, living their life, or I'm sorry, excuse me, living uh, in the moment. But I think what gets lost in that philosophy, you know, people then end up being like, well, I got to be in the moment. And I tell people all the time, you just want to be a good time traveler. Like if you're in the past and you're thinking, just ease yourself into the present and then go into the future. And then, you know, just kind of move, be malleable, move around, you know. And I think we have that, that that plays into a little bit of, or speaks to a little bit of what I'm saying today, right? Like this. And I think that's why you talked about Jordan, because there's this ease to which he does does the thing that he does, you know, which is basketball. Um, and maybe we could be our own little Jordans in life and just kind of live and soak up the moments that we really are in, you know, because again, as we come out of this pandemic and there's the, the firsts, you know, all these firsts, we're going to love it. And I'd hate for us to go back to this world where we just get used to it. We're just like, eh, it's just going to get a haircut and it's just going to be dinner with my wife or my boyfriend, or whatever, you know, if we can really kind of say, I'm going to get fulfilled by this, like, I'm going to go out and I'm going to just let it fill me. I think that, yeah, so again, it's like, how do we, how do we help people access that? But I think we're talking to it, you know, talking to this idea of um, just being more, more fulfilled by these things and saying like, this matters, right? This really matters to me. Well, well, I think that, you know, we're definitely in an environment that almost forces us to do that, right? I mean, you know, what? when has it ever been a better time to actually live in the moment, right? And, you know, back to the Jordan thing, I'm at, I'm at, the, I'm at the part, you know, right now where, you know, you know, they're talking about the story of his whole, you know, 
this whole gambling issue and that sort of thing. And, you know, and he was asked if he had a problem. He says, hey, you know, I don't have a, I don't have a, pro- I don't have a problem with gambling. I have a problem with com- competing, right? And when you compete, you know, every opportunity is an opportunity to win, right? I mean, this guy, this guy is cut from a cloth of a winner, right? He's a winner. So whether it is, you know, the seventh game of an NBA final, or if it's a game of quarters against security at the stadium, this guy is trying to win, man. You know, and back to what you were saying about the moment, that is a person that is living in the moment, right? And, you know, here we are in a, um, a situation in an environment that really, really forces us to live in the moment and look in the mirror. So, you know, I think this is great what you're talking about in these in these definitions because you know, you know, when you sent me the outline and you told me this is what we were what we were discussing, I immediately applied to what I was, you know, what I'm doing, and it just made me feel better, uh, you know, about what I was doing and just continuing to. Um, you know, trim the fat because, you know, my situation is a situation of an opportunity to totally reinvent myself. So I'm in a special situation to where, hey, I can really, you know, erase the definition and rewrite it in and say, hey, you know what, I can almost kind of start over, you know, what does this look like for me coming out of this, right? But everybody's situation is different. So, you know, we all, we all are in a position to write our own narrative right yeah go ahead yeah no i like that i like that i mean i I like your what what stuck out to you that idea of definition and how we define ourselves you know such a powerful thing and it often looks to us like we define our you know our definitions are given to us you know it looks like hey um i'm a father i'm i'm you know i'm a i'm a husband i'm a boyfriend and and all these different things and but the, the, the interesting thing about that is there's another layer to that, right? It's, it's kind of like, what does then that mean, right? So does, you know, you can have these moments where you feel like being a boyfriend is really tough, right? Or being a husband is really, it's really tough when things are going this way or that way. And so I, I you know, I think what stuck out to you is this, I, that, ex, that other layer, which is I can now, um, redefine that or look for the moments where I feel good about being that and really soak that up. You know, when I feel good about being a husband or a barber or a therapist or whatever, or a doctor, you know, I can really soak that up now. And the moments that I'm a little critical of that definition or that identity, I can be a little, a little less, I can, I don't have to take that with me. You know, or I can let the next moment that I have when it when it changes, I can really get into that. That's so important, right? That's so important to see that that our definitions aren't necessarily created. They're not created out of thin air. They're created by us. And if that's the case, then now we get this opportunity to really see that for ourselves. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, you know. You know, since we have Father's Day approaching us, you know, I think we should. I think we should mm-hmm. speak a little bit to fathers. I mean, considering you know you have 121 million men out there, and 60 percent of them are dads, right? Right. And 
I know for me, now that I've kind of stepped back out and they've, and they've opened up parks and, um, you know, I'm meeting fathers with their kids out and I'm seeing guys for the first time in, you know, in about a month, hey man, I don't even recognize some of these guys, right? I mean, guys that, you know, um, demeanors and positions were just so solid and calm are going through it. Nervous breakdowns. I met a dad today, I didn't even recognize him. He was 15 pounds underweight and he was just screaming out to me saying, hey man, dude, this is hard. Okay, he goes, mm-hmm. I'm working from home. I'm letting people off. You know, I've been promoted without pay. You know, um, I'm struggling with my daughter. We just had to send her to Arizona to, to live with her aunt. I mean, we had to spread out. You know, this is crazy. And this is, you know, this was the second dad that I spoke to with a similar a similar situation. And, you know, uh, to your point, it's making you look at what a definition of a father is if you're playing that role. You're like, you know, these guys that were thinking they were the, you know, the number one dad are reassessing that. I mean, you know, I don't even know if I was ever doing it, ever doing it right. Right. Mm. And, and, you know, something, something that, you know, came through my feed. I got an email from, from the school districts. Uh, you know, I'm a homeschool father. We homeschool school my kids, but, you know, we also pay attention to, you know, what's going on with the general public and the school system. So I'm getting these general emails of what the forecast looks like. Right. So I got an I got an email from this from the CDC guidelines for reopening schools. Right. And man, I, I just have to read some of these things because it's just, you know, it's just unbelievable. Right. I'm, I'm just going to shoot down this list. Right. So check this out. Right. Number one. Right. Uh-huh. OK. Kids have to wear a mask if they're over the age of two. OK. No sharing items or supplies or belongings in individual cubbies. Right. Right. OK. Desks are six feet apart, all facing the same way. Distance on the school buses, one child per seat, skip a row, right? Install sneeze guards, okay, in between desks, right? One, one-way routes in hallways. Tape off hallways and walls to assure, to assure kids are staying six, six feet apart, okay? Physical barriers and screens between sinks and bathrooms. Only per package boxes of, of bags of food instead of cafeteria, instead of cafeterias, okay? No field trips, no assemblies, okay? And uh, limited volunteers and visitors. Same children stay with staff all day. No switching groups or teachers. I could go on and on, right? There's, a, there's yeah. another set of 10 things. I look at this, this reminds me of prison. Okay, so back to fathers. I don't want to get off track, but I just had to read that to you because I got that email this afternoon and I've just been on it. I'm like, wow, man. So if you're a father, if you're part of that 60% out there, this is something that you're going to have to address. So you're already, okay, on, on top of everything else, now you have to deal with this. Okay, you know, you have to prepare yourself and your child for for, you know, this, this type of setup, all right? And if you're, you know, and if you're a father, you know, if you're already a parent, then you know how difficult that this is going to be. But just back to your definition of, of your being, right? So if your definition of a parent is something of, of question, 
you have to look at this and 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 you have to look at this and and see how this fits into your blueprint of parenting. And I talk about this because as we go into Father's Day and we swing into our next pod, podcast, we're going to talk about how to help these fathers. I think it, I think it's important, right? I think it's really important. So I just kind of want to set us up set us up for that, but um, I really want to hear you kind of bring this all back in and uh, close us out and send us in the next week. Cool. Yeah. Well, you, you, um, my work's cut out for me with that. That's a lot, <laughs> right? I mean, you know, again, that's a, that's a, that's a burden sending kids out into the world with that level of scrutiny, meaning like, you know, they have to be, um, all these things that are going to change in their world, right? And and again, so going back to what we were talking about, it's like it's ever it's ever more important now to have to really enjoy and you know just get so get fulfillment from these moments, right? right? Moments that are without this uh, level of scrutiny, this level of of worry, this level of anxiety. You know, um, and it's going to take some trust, right? As parents, it's going to take some trust of your children to be able to navigate the system, um, which is not, which can be anxiety provoking. So again, it's going back to this idea of quieting down, right? We've talked about this maybe two weeks ago, the idea of quieting down and just really looking at your own wisdom you know, your child's wisdom and kind of tapping into that. Because sometimes when you, you can get, you can get worried about, you know, anxiety can bring about this skewed view of your child, right? You worry about like, well, what are my kids just like, screw this mask, taking it off and it's hugging everybody, you know, you can worry about that. But I think like all of us, children have this wisdom. And if you help them find their path in this time, I think they'll react accordingly, you know? So, so again, it does relate to this, this idea of finding fulfillment in these moments when we come out and, and also when we're confronted with, with new things, with brand new ways of interacting with other people, um, we try to still take a piece of that fulfillment and that quietness into looking at like, how am I going to deal with this? How am I going to deal with this new set of rules? Um, I think it's important to kind of link those things, you know. Yeah, no, I think I think you hit it on. I think you hit it on the nose that this time around. And and basically, you know, what I hear you're saying is, hey, listen, take advantage and enjoy the moment. The small, yeah. the small things, the small things matter right now. Every move we make, an opportunity, we have to step out and be engaged with someone is important make the best of it and control the things that you can control. There's so many things that we are not able to control and won't be able to control in the near future. You need to, to find strength, find strength in those moments and those things that's, that bring you any slight of joy, right? So those fathers out there throwing the football around or playing music with your kids or whatever it might be, that stuff needs to be time 1,000. But anyway, we're going to save the, save the majority of that for next week. Um, everybody, thanks for tuning in. Um, keep your head up. 
And uh, remember, the barber and therapist is here for you. Thanks, Ian. Yeah, thank you, Woody. And uh, everyone, take care of yourselves out there. All right. All right. See you next week. See you next week.